North Omaha History Podcast made possible by our patrons, Jay Hanna, Wanda Lewis, Ian Schneider, Lori Schwartz, Christine Gerber, Jody Lavallo, Jim Collison, Abby Hightoff, and the Great Plains Black History Museum, open Thursday through Saturday from 1 to 5 at 24th and Grant. Please go to patreon.com slash Omaha and become a patron for as little as a dollar a month. We'll give you a free gift. Welcome to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Each week, Adam takes you on a guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past. The history of Florence begins with the tangled clopping of horse hooves and rattling of the sideboards on beat-up wagons. The story of the town begins with people leaving, people coming back, a town booming and then shrinking and then being annexed into Omaha and then everything kind of calmed down. But it's a story that's still being written every day and lately things are on the up and up, right Adam? Steve, imagine one neighborhood where you can walk around at least 40 different places that all have historic meaning, all have historic purpose, and all go back further than anywhere else in Omaha. Not all of them, but most of them. It's a spectacular neighborhood, Florence. It's called the historic heart of Omaha, and we're going to unpeel why right now. But let me begin with a long list. Hold your breath. Florence Mill, Florence Depot, Zesto's, Bank of Florence, Mormon Bridge, Mormon Bridge Toll House, the Florence Masonic Temple, the Florence Building, the Price Building, St. Philip Neri, Florence Home, the Florence School, the Florence Firehouse, the Kirill House, the Mormon Trail Visitors Center, the Notre Dame Academy. Steve, it keeps going on and on two times as long as that. Of all of these different locations in one neighborhood, packed. It was such a packed neighborhood. Florence is such a packed neighborhood with history that in the 1970s, they tried pitching it to become uh, some, something like a, a Disneyland, except for Omaha history, right there in Florence. Starting way back in 1846, we can find evidence of the Mormons having been in Florence all the way back more than 200 years, uh, 150 years. Going way back there, we found evidence of that right there in the Florence Mill. There's actually rough hewn wood still in the mill today that was put there by the crew hired by Brigham Young in 1846. That's amazing to me. That mill has been moved. It's been painted. It's been reconfigured, but it's still there, that original wood from more than 150 years ago. That blows my mind. On top of that, we have the Mormon Cemetery, where the saints lost a whole bunch of their members on the way west from Illinois to Utah. I can't tell you too much of that story, but what I can tell you is that the Mormon Cemetery still stands and still has some evidence of burials from way back then. You know, when we start to look into the history of Florence, though, there are all kinds of misconceptions. There are all kinds of weird stories and half-tellings. In the 1920s, it became really fashionable among Omaha historians to jostle around the story of Florence and really kind of make it their own. But I've begun to unpeel all of that and really get to the core of the story. And what it comes down to is this. In 1846, those Mormon settlers, they landed and they went west of Florence over to this area called Cutler's Park over by Young Street and Mormon Bridge Road today. There's a monument to Cutler's Park. Basically, it was the first town that the Mormon homesteaders build. 
they built it in June of 1846. It turns out they weren't allowed to build there uh, by the tribes and the uh, Indian agent for the area. So they went ahead and moved back to the shores of the Missouri River where they were allowed to build. And they built up this town that they called Winter Quarters. Winter Quarters was not a fancy place, but it was kind of big. There were more than 2,000 people who were there for the winters of 1846 and 47. And those 2,000 people did not only live in tents. They lived in shacks. They lived in houses. They lived in tents. They lived in Saudis. They lived in all kinds of different places. But they lived on blocks, Steve. Regular town blocks. They had a town square. They had a school. They had a fire department. They, had, they even had a city council for winter quarters. And it was right there on the current map of Florence that we can draw the same map of winter quarters from 1846. That's because in 1852, a man named James C. Mitchell came and took the land. He uh, homesteaded the property and uh, began to call it a town before the Nebraska Territory was ever open for settlement. Uh, and when he did that, he took all the existing buildings and he started selling them, and he started occupying them, and he started taking them apart and moving them. But that's where the Florence Mill came in, because it was still standing when James C. Mitchell bought the land. Mitchell bought for himself a cabin, and he might have built it himself. We don't really know for sure, but it's northwest of the Florence Town Square, which is today called Florence Park. And that house stood all the way into the 1950s. Right there, James C. Mitchell House. I have a story about it on NorthOmahaHistory.com. Basically, the Mitchell House was built to look like a boat. James Mitchell himself was a ship captain at one point, and he loved the whole picture. So he put portal windows and had a submerged section of the house underground, and he had a deck that wrapped around it that made him feel like he was looking out over the rolling ocean, except it was the plains of Florence. Few trees, lots of grass. Anyhow... Uh, Mitchell's house looked over his town that was growing up. He named it after his niece, Florence, who lived with him and his wife. And basically, it took off. It didn't go really fast, but it went fast enough. For the first couple of years, he sold uh, stuff to the Mormons who were heading west out to Salt Lake, the settlers who were going west, and he sold a lot to them. He also sold a lot of stuff, including wagons and horses and supplies for home building and for farming and all kinds of materials to settlers around the local area up in the Ponca Hills and west all the way out to Lexington and different uh, by the 100th Meridian. But Mitchell also sold to settlers who were going further west all the way out to Salt Lake and his name went all the way that way as well. So he developed this reputation for people to be able to stop in Florence and get their materials once they crossed the Missouri River on the ferry that he ran across the river right there. Well, Mitchell instantaneously thought of building a bridge, but uh, it would take another hundred years before that happened. In the meantime, in 1858, a group of legislators right there in, uh, in, in the Nebraska Territory, they decided that they wanted to move the territorial capital out of Omaha. So they colluded. Uh, they were all from south of the Platte River, except for Florence itself and the legislator who was there. And he said to the, to the resistors, uh, hey, let's sneak it out of town. So they snuck it out of uh, the capital in Omaha, where Central High School is today, and they moved it up to Florence for one day. Uh, well, Omaha really became upset about that, as well as all their supporters, and they readjourned in Omaha. And 
those legislators who had moved it to Florence, they lost their influence in the legislature, apparently. And, well, things moved on from there. But uh, over the next 60 years, Florence kind of jostled around. It, it was stuck by uh, towns like Fort Calhoun and Saratoga and Elk City. But Omaha was gunning along at the same time. It wasn't too much of a surprise. In 1917, when the city of Omaha annexed Florence itself. Now, if you look at a map today, Steve, it's pretty interesting stuff because you can see the streets of the township of the Florence town uh, were lined up perpendicular to the river. So they ran side by side with the river. But Omaha's streets were oriented north and south. So there's a slight northwest bend to the Florence streets uh, where they don't line up perfectly with Omaha streets. And that's, I think it's kind of a neat historical factoid. But uh, 1917, when those streets were merged, uh, Florence assumed Omaha street names and they lost their own unique street names. There were two main streets in Florence and each one of them had their number of businesses and different things going on. But there were also a whole bunch of other historical names. Some of them have lived on like State Street and uh, Ferry Road and other ones like that. And there's a lot of evidence of the Florence that used to be. Along the way, there were no fewer than four different schools that were built in Florence. There was a fire station that still stands there. The Florence Depot is right now a beautiful museum that sits uh, off of Manderson Street at the very north end of Florence by the Florence Waterworks. But the Florence Depot was originally at the end of 30th Street, and it was a depot uh, for a rail line that headed out to Briggs on Fort Calhoun and kind of served the cattle line until it went further north in the west. Uh, but that rail line was still active all the way into the 1960s. When they moved it, they preserved it, and that depot still stands. It's a beautiful place. Another awesome place, of course, that has to be mentioned in Florence itself is the Bank of Florence. It was built in 1856, and lots of people believe that it's the oldest building in Omaha, definitely the oldest business building in Nebraska, and definitely one of the coolest buildings in the entire Midwest. Uh, it's right on North 30th Street and has both the statuses of Omaha Landmark and being listed on the National Register of Historic Places. And it's also a museum that's open all summer long, and I really encourage people to go visit that. There are lots of other really cool things in Florence still today, Steve, and lots of places to be explored. A section of the Florence Boulevard was called the Prettiest Mile Boulevard, and that led right to the town itself for a long time. Today it's integrated in and leads into J.J. Pershing Drive, which goes along the edge of Florence between the Florence Waterworks and the Missouri River. And that drive itself is a historical monument itself to J.J. Pershing and his influence in the city. Also right there is a beautiful trail system that goes right along the Missouri River, leading all the way from downtown to Dodge Park. And that's a beautiful thing in the town. There's so much in Florence. I really want to encourage people to take a look at NorthOmahaHistory.com and look up a history of the Florence neighborhood and check out all of the cool things that are there. But I'll wrap up with this, Steve. One of the really coolest things in the entire town itself Aside from all of the things associated with the Mormons and all of the things associated with uh, the drives and all of the beautiful stuff, uh, and even even the, the far north elements of the Flor Fort Lisa and the Cabinet Trading Post, which are north of Florence, but right there in the same area, aside from all of those, it's kind of the mysterious history of the Florence area. There were some pretty heinous things that happened out there, including the lynching of some horse thieves uh, in. 1858, 
when the this uh, far, uh, farmer in Florence reported having his horses stolen, they caught these guys in downtown Omaha. They dragged them all the way back out to Florence, and they lynched them right there as uh, with a lynch mob. But the other, there's another place that's right out there that's called Horse, Horse Thief Cave. And I'm not going to share the location of it, but I will say that it's right by Florence. And it's a place that's super notorious because apparently horse thieves got away with hiding out there. There were also other places like a, an old bar that was right along the J.J. Pershing Drive or River Road north of Florence, um, immediately north of Florence, just right out of town. And uh, that bar was the location of many heinous things. It was kind of a, uh, they called it a roadside tavern, uh, but definitely a lot of gambling and a lot of uh, brothel action and different things that were going on there. So Florence has its dark sides too, but I detail all of them in my article on NorthOmahaHistory.com. I really encourage people to go see that. Also, don't forget Florence Days happens every year. Spectacular thing. Great North High School uh, homecoming parade that goes right up North 30th Street in Florence. And uh, just a really exciting neighborhood, and I'm really excited to talk about it today. The North Omaha History Podcast is available on your favorite podcatcher, including Stitcher, iTunes, and Podcast Republic, Google Play Music, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Join us next week as Adam takes you on another guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past.